الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has blessed us tremendously with this ni'mah and it is incumbent that we thank Him for this bounty in which He has bestowed upon us. And from the ways that we do that is by preserving those bounties in which he had blessed us with. And from preserving them is that we seek ilm, we seek knowledge, we learn. We learn about that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it obligatory upon us to learn from the aspects of our religion. So we have to have ilm about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to have ilm about His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we have to have ilm about the deen bil adillah with His proofs and His evidences. We are still going over the arkanul iman from the tremendous book of the Alama Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah Ta'ala, the book which is entitled Durusul Muhimma Li'amatil Ummah, important lessons for the general masses of the, the Ummah. And we had reached the section which deals with Al Asru Sadis Min Usul al Iman the sixth foundation or the sixth article of faith from the foundations of Iman, from the foundations of Iman. And that is the belief in Qadr, the belief in Qadr. If we were to look, just backtracking a little bit, if we were to look at the articles of Iman, then as we know, they are six in number. They are six. And they are to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to believe in his angels and in his books and in his messengers 
and in the last day and to believe in qadr khayrihi wa sharrih and to believe in qadr the good and bad of it if we want proofs and evidences as relates to these articles of iman then we need but look to Allah Ta'ala's statement that comes in Surah Al-Baqarah that comes in Surah Al-Baqarah and it's verse 177 verse 177 from Surah Al-Baqarah Allah Azza wa Jal He says لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَنْ تُوَلُّوا وَجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, and it is not from righteousness that you turn your face towards the east or the west, but rather it is from righteousness that you believe in Allah, that you believe in Allah. So there we have the need for the belief in Allah. Naam. وَالْيَوْمِ akhir, And in the last day. So there is the lead for the last day. Malaika, And in the angels. So there is the lead for the angels. Kitab, And in the book. There is the lead for the kutub. Naam. Because what is intended by Al-Kitab, a kutub. Those divinely revealed books. Nabiyin, And in the prophets. Naam. So there we have Delil for belief in the prophets and in the messengers. Naam. So that covers how many out of the total? It covers how many? Five. Naam. Central. It covers five. So we're missing one. Which one are we missing? Qadr. So with Delil for Qadr, it could be found in. Allah Ta'ala statement as it comes in Surah Al-Qamar and it's verse 49 verse 49 from Surah Al-Qamar and that is Allah Ta'ala statement inna kulla shay'in khalaqnahu biqadr and verily everything we created it with qadr Naam, so there we have the lead for Qadr. Naam, so there we have the lead for Qadr. So between the two verses, then we have all of the proofs and evidences for the belief in the six articles or the six pillars of faith. Naam, and the six articles or the six pillars of faith. And if we were to look to the hadith of Jibreel this hadith that has been collected by Imam Muslim rahimahullah ta'ala famously the hadith of Jibreel this hadith for those who would like to find it inside of Sahih Muslim then it is the first hadith that comes in Sahih Muslim the first hadith naam and if they don't have Sahih Muslim, then they will be able to find it 
inside of the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi, Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah. And inside of Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah, it is the second hadith. It is the second hadith in Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah. And it was brought as the second hadith in the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi because it is the first hadith inside of Sahih Muslim. The first hadith in the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi, then it is the first hadith in which book? Which book would it be the first hadith? No. Huh? No. No. The second hadith in the 40 hadith is the first hadith from Muslim. Ma'am? So what will beat out Sahih Muslim to be used as the first hadith? Hmm? Which hadith, which collection of hadith will beat out Sahih Muslim? Sahih Bukhari. Naam. So the first hadith in Arba'in and Awiyah is the first hadith from Sahih al-Bukhari. Hadith of Umar in Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That's the first hadith in Sahih. Oh, excuse me. That's the first hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and the first hadith in the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawi. So, the second hadith, and it shows to the fiqh and the excellent selection of the, of the hadith and of their ordering, is that the second hadith, you want to bring now a virtuous hadith, right? Uh, so, he took what? The first hadith from Sahih Muslim and put that at his second hadith. That makes sense? Lam? And the hadith of Jibreel is called Ummul Sunnah, the mother of the Sunnah. Like Fatiha is called Ummul Kitab. The hadith of Jibreel is called Ummul Sunnah. So the first hadith in Arba'in and Nawiyah, it deals with the intentions. The very actions are by their intention, and everyone should be rewarded based upon what they intended. Naam. So this is يعني, excellent to start the collection with. Right? Because the affairs of the deen, it goes back to this. Right. And this is why Imam al-Bukhari, he started his collection with this hadith. Naam. And some of the ulama, they used to mention that if you write a book, you should begin it with this hadith. That very actions are by intentions. Hadith Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And now he needs a second hadith. So Imam Muslim, he brought hadith Jibreel as the first hadith, right? Because it's Ummu Sunnah, it's the mother of the Sunnah. So it's most befitting that you bring it. Just like the mother of the book, Al-Fatiha comes as the first surah. Naam. So Umm sunnah the mother of the sunnah, he brought it as his first hadith. It also shows you the methodology of Imam Muslim. And likewise, the imma you find is their methodology. Naam. Because Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, these are not just books that collect hadith and then that's it. But if you look at the fiqh of Imam al-Bukhari and of Imam Muslim and how they labeled the chapters, what they brought first, so on and so forth, 
then you will find it was a collection of the ahadith so as to teach the Muslims their religion. Naam. And also to clarify what is the sunnah. And also to refute Ahlul Bid'ah. Naam. To refute Ahlul Bid'ah. Because in the first hadith, Hadith Jibreel, the first hadith from Sahih, Muslim, you will find when you go back, I'm going to leave this for your homework, you go back, you will find that Ibn Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he brought this hadith refuting the Qadariyyah. That's how the book begins. With a hadith where Ibn Umar is refuting the Qadariyyah because of their misbelief in Qadar. And he brings as his proof and his evidence, what? Hadith Jibreel, where it comes therein, the articles of Iman, and his mention, Qadr. And as you believe in Qadr, the good and the bad of it. Naam. Showing him that Qadr is from the deen. They deny it, but Qadr is from the deen. Naam. It's from the Iman, it's from the pillars of Iman. And those Qadriya, they were from the uh, Gulat. They were from the most extreme type of Qadriya. Some of the ulama, they say, the likes of them, they don't exist anymore today. This, this, this type of Qadriya. Naam. But these ones had the belief that Allah does not know what is going to happen until after it happens. So, so Ibn Umar, he made takfir on them. He says, inform them that I am free from them. Inform them that I'm free from them and they free from me. Now, the Ulemah, they say that this expression, when the Sahaba, they used it, then this was an indication that they considered the individuals to be non-Muslim. Now, he considered them to be what? Non-Muslim. Now, so he refuted them, uh, bringing the Hadith of Jibreel, and he explained to those two from the Tabi'een that these individuals, they were what? They were not they were not Muslim, they were outside of all of Islam. Why? Because they denied the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They denied the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they, and they believe that Allah only knows what's going to happen after it happened. That's just some, I mean, help us appreciate a little more uh, Sahih Bukhari and, and, and Sahih Muslim. So, the Fadilat al Shaykh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Al Abbad, Al Badr, he goes on to mention, commenting on the sixth article of Iman, and that is what? Belief in Qadr. Belief in Qadr. There are going to be certain uh, phrases or certain concepts that I'm going to highlight. Naam. And these are the ones, bithilahi ta'ala, that I want you to write down and, and, and to learn because these are like uh, the pillars or, and uh, some will say, summarizing certain aspects of belief in Qadr, that at the bare minimum, we got to have these uh, belief. Naam, at the bare minimum, we got to have these uh, belief. Because these are like, yani, the pillars of uh, the iman al-Qadr, so we understand correctly. Right? Sheikh Abdul Razak, he mentions Al-Iman bil-Qadr khayrihi wa sharrih Belief in Qadr, the good of it and the bad of it Ya'ni min Allah, min Allah ta'ala Is from Allah 
تبارك وتعالى والإيمان بالقدر إيمان بعلم الله the iman and qadr it is the belief in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naam so this qadriya they deny the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is why Ibn Umar he made takfir on them he said they're not, they're not Muslims naam because this is similar to what the Christians they said the Christians had the exact same concept naam they say wa'iyadu billah that after Allah created the the heavens and the earth and all the creatures therein and so on and so forth, and then after he saw the corruption that human beings was doing, he cried in regret. Billah. This is them this is the same concept that Allah doesn't know what's gonna to happen to after it happens. Allah Jalla wa'ana, his aim is perfect. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. He knows what will be the repercussions of this and that and so on and so forth. His aim is perfect. But the Christians had the belief that Allah doesn't know what's going to happen until after it happens. The Qadariya had the same belief. The, the first one, Sunnis, Yani Ghulat, from the Qadariya, uh, they had the same uh, belief. And this is what Kufr is a disbelief. And this is what Nurmani said, informed them, Yani, that I'm free from them and they free from me. Ma'am? Bye. So the Iman al-Qadr, it is Iman and the Ilm, and the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Iman al-Qadr, Iman bi-ilm Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Al-Azali, al-Sabiq, bi-kulli ma yakun. It's a belief in Allah ta'ala's knowledge, which is an ancient knowledge that came before, before Things were brought into existence before they came about. Allah Ta'ala already knows. Allah Ta'ala already knows. And that Allah Ta'ala, He knows everything. His knowledge encompasses everything. There is nothing that Allah Ta'ala is unaware of. Allah Ta'ala, He knows everything. And Allah Ta'ala, He knows the number of everything. He knows, yani, now, the number of everything. There is nothing except that His numeration is with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, He knows. وَأَنَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى كَتَبَ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ And then Allah Ta'ala, He wrote down the decree of the creation. وَأَعْمَالَهُمْ And He wrote down their actions. قبل before خلق السماوات بخمسين ألف سنة before the heavens were created fifty thousand years Allah Taala He wrote down what was going to take place نعم it was written now what does this mean does this mean that we are forced no does this mean that we don't have free will? No, it does not. Not at all. But Allah Ta'ala in His aim, He doesn't have to wait for us to choose to know what we were going to choose. So He writes down our choices because He knows what we were going to choose. So we have, yani, 
will to choose, but that will does not supersede the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I mean, we're going to come to this, bidnillahi ta'ala, but to show you from another standpoint how the qadariya, all of them, how their way is incorrect, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted them before they came about because Allah's knowledge is complete and He knew that they was going to come about. Allah refuted them before they came about. Allah ta'ala, He refuted them and He refuted the Jabriya. Naam. The Jabriya, they believe in Qadr, but to the extreme, where they say that human beings have no choice, that they're forced to do things. Naam. So if a person drink some, like drink some juice, we drinking juice, they say he had no choice. He was forced to drink because it, it was written for him. But at the same time, they try to use Qadr for their sins. So if they do a sin, they say it was written that I, that I was going to do it. I had no choice. We forced. We have no choice. They say the human is like a leaf in the wind or in a, a feather. Now, nah, like a feather inside the wind. Wherever the wind blow it, that's where it goes. This is what they believe. Why? Because they believe human beings do not have free will. Okay? The Qadariya, they're on the other side. They're on the opposite side. The Jabriya, they believe human beings do not have free will. But Allah has will. And we only do what Allah forces us to do. You see the corruption inside their belief? Now, The Qadariya, they believe that what? That Allah does not have free, or, or Allah's will is not yani, uh, there. That Allah does not have will. They negate the fact that Allah has will. And that human beings do what they want to do. Right? You with me? The Qadariya believe Allah does not have free will. Or Allah does not have a will. His will is not imposed upon us. And that human being does what he want to do. So they so they negate the will from Allah. They affirm it for the human being. They affirm it for the human being. That makes sense? Right? So they don't believe in Qadr. They don't believe that things are by Allah's decree. They negate that. The Jabriya, they believe that there is qadr, but that human beings don't have free will. So they affirm will for Allah and they negate it for humans. That makes sense? Everybody's with me? Allah Ta'ala, He refutes both groups in one verse. Naam. He refutes both groups in one verse. And that is the 29th verse from Surah At-Takweer. Write this one down. It's very important. Allah refutes both of them. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ Meaning who? The human beings. And inside. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ And they will not will to do it. So that affirms will for who? For who? Humans. That humans have will. Right? And what's entered into that as well is what? The jinn. Huh? Jinns have will. They have free will. So this, so this portion of the verse affirms that human beings and the jinn have free will. And they will not will to do it. Meaning they will not exercise their free will to do it. Now, 
Except that Allah wills. So that affirms will for who? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The human beings have free will and Allah has will. And this is one of the pillars or one of the uh, highlighting things that I want you to get. One of the concepts that's linked to Qadr that you got to know. And that is what? Allah can. Whatever Allah wills is. And whatever He does not will is not. Right? Because this is Allah's creation. Allahu Akbar. Allah is not forced. Nothing happens inside of the creation except that Allah allows it. Now, anyone think they can do something in Allah's creation that He doesn't allow is insane. Is insane. Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater than what they attribute to Him. Right? But at the same time, Allah, yani He's just. He's just. So do human beings have, have free will? Yes, they have free will. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given human beings the ability to choose that which will benefit them or to choose that which will harm them. And then based upon their choices, then there are consequences. You see? Because if this was not the case, then the person that went to hell, he will be oppressed. If he had no choice but to do the evil. If he had no choice but to disbelieve, he'll be oppressed. No, he had a choice and that's what he chose. So he'll be punished based upon his bad decision. He had a choice to obey Allah, but he chose not to obey Allah. So he'll be punished in hell based upon his bad decision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given human beings a choice. But the will of one does not negate the, the will of the other. Why? Because of the ilm, the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why that's the first point that is mentioned. Because with that, the rest of the points make sense. The rest of the points are going to make better sense. Naam? That the ilm, that Allah ta'ala's ta knowledge. So Allah ta'ala, his knowledge is perfect. So he doesn't have to wait for the human being to make a choice before he knows the choice. He already knows what the human being is going to choose. Naam? 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens. Naam? Uh, Allah Ta'ala wrote everything down. Everything was written. So, now we gotta have belief in the knowledge. Also, belief in what? In the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam? In the will, in the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. It's essential. If you don't believe that Allah has will, then you won't believe correctly in Qadr. So you have to believe that Allah Ta'ala has will. And from that and from that point, then we get that key point and key concept that we have to know so that we can understand Qadr correctly. And that is, Masha'Allah kan wa ma lam yasha lam yakun. That whatever Allah wills is, and whatever he does not will is not. Naam? And this is what we see here in this ayah. And they will not will to do it except that Allah already will for them to do it. Meaning that what? That no will supersedes Allah's will. Allah will supersedes everything. Why? Because you're not going to do anything inside of Allah's creation against his will. 
You're not going to do anything in his grace except he allowed you to do it. Right? That makes sense? That makes sense? So maybe now we understand better this statement. The good and the bad. Right? The good and the bad. Right? So Allah's will supersedes the will of, 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 of the created creatures. But they both what? Have wills. The human being has free will. What's the proof of this? It's found in what surah? That establishes that humans have free will and that Allah has will. Is where? Taqweer. Which, which ayah? 29. The last ayah. The last ayah is surah Taqweer. 29. Ahsant. Am Ahsant. Bayyik. So we have to believe in Allah Ta'ala's will. وَإِنَّ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ كَانْ وَمَا لَمْ يَشَاءَ لَمْ يَكُنْ Whatever Allah wills is, whatever He does not will is not. Ma'am? So I want you to underline that inside of your books. Wait, that sentence right there, underline that. Huh? Khair. وَالْإِمَانِ بِأَنَّ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَالِ خالق كل شيء and to believe that Allah عز وجل خالق كل شيء he he is the creator of everything نعم he's the creator of everything والإيمان بالقدر يقوم على أركان أربع so therefore when we look back to that Aforementioned paragraph, we see that the belief in Qadr is built upon four four pillars. Belief in Qadr is built upon four pillars. Now, Yajma'uha Hadil Bayt that this one line of poetry brings them all together. Now, one line of poetry brings them all together. So this one, and we mentioned this before, yani, it's something that you already have memorized already, but in the event you didn't, then now you have an opportunity again. It's only one line of poetry, one line, that's it, one line of poetry, but it has them all there. And that line is, عِلْمٌ كِتَابَةُ مَوْلَانَا مَشِيئَةُ خَلْقُهُ وَهُوَ تَكْوِينُ تَكْوِينٌ وَإِيجَادُ Naam. Ilmun, knowledge. Kitaba, that everything has been written down. Everything is written down. The kitaba, naam. So Allah Ta'ala's ilm, and that everything was written down in Lawh al-Mahfur, in the preserved tablet. Mashi'atu. And the will, and his will, Allah's will. That's three. Khulqu, and his creation. That Allah Ta'ala, he's creator of everything. Naam, that Allah is the creator of everything. Those are the four, those are the four pillars of the proper belief in Qadr. Wahuwa taqweenun wa ijadu. And it is the creating and fashioning of. Naam, Allah is our creator and our fashioner, uh, so on and so forth. Right? Inshallah, we're going to go a little, the Sheikh is going to go a little more on each 
He says, فَهَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ الْأَرْبَعِ هِيَ مُرَاتِبِ الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَدْرِ And these four affairs, then they are the levels, or yani, uh, the pillars, uh, of lack of a better term, of the, the belief in Qadr. لَا يَكُونُ مُؤْمِنًا بِالْقَدْرِ إِلَّا مَنْ آمَنَ بِهَا the person will not believe in Qadr unless he believes in these four affairs. That's how memorizing this line of poetry is very important. And it's not hard. It's not hard. In one of his classes, he was going over the, uh, these affairs and he mentioned this line of poetry. And he recited it a number of times. If my memory serves me correctly, it was three times. Now he recited it three times, and those in the audience, from the students, yani, in the gathering, they memorized it. He recited it three times, and they got it. So it's not, it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. Wait. And for the naysayer, they say, "Oh, but that was then." You know, talabat sheikh. Mashallah, upbal minna. People make excuses. They the students. They the students to the sheikh. They better than us. All right. They did it. They three times. They got it. Okay. Ten times we should get it. Right. Twenty times we should get it. Right. Thirty times. They get thirty. Thirty. We should get it. <laughs> Eventually, you keep saying it. You get it. All right. It might take you thirty, forty, fifty. And maybe not. Maybe less. But the point is that it's it's it's, it's attainable. It's, it's attainable. It's one line. It's one line. It's attainable. All right? So who so who, who going to have it for next week? Going to stand up and, and say it? Huh? Any takers? All right. I'm not going to put nobody on the spot. Inshallah. <laughs> I'm not going to put nobody on the spot. Wait. So now the first one, because we're going to, the Sheikh is going to reiterate because this is how important it is. Right? So the first, the first level is what al-ula the first the first the first point when it comes to belief in qadr is belief in what al-imanu bil bil in the knowledge naam wa anna allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that verily allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alima that he knows and he azlan ma kan he he knows with the ancient knowledge what 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 is and what will be I want you to listen to this now Allah Ta'ala he knows what is what was and what will be and what will not be and even if it happened how would it happen so listen listen so Allah knows what is what was, was going to be, and was not going to be. But if it were to happen, how it will be. That makes sense? He knows everything. He knows what is, what was, was going to be, was not going to be, and if it were to happen, even if it was to happen, how it will be. You understand? So all the probabilities, Allah Ta'ala, He knows that. So when we look at this, we realize that what? That things are fixed. There's certain things that are, certain things that's not. So that understanding of string theory or the multiverse theory is 
garbage. It's garbage. You know? The multiverse that people believe. Oh, I decided to go right. So I met my wife, right? Or whatever. I met her father. Whatever the case. I met the brother. Told me that he know, that his mother know, a sister, whatever. Huh? Right? But 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 if I went left, then I wouldn't have known it. So at that point, they became a split in in in, in reality. They, they became another timeline. With one, I didn't meet her, and I met somebody else, and whatever. You, you understand what I'm saying? And then they have these, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. Because when you go to that, you have yeah, uh, yeah, uh, an extremely great number of possibilities, right? So they believe for every potential. Uh, possibility, then there's another timeline that represents that decision. Nonsense is this, you know what I mean? So so you got like a, a million versions of you, a million versions of me, everybody made different, slightly different decision, and whatever. And it's some analyze, complete foolishness. You see how Shaitan play with the mind of people? Shaitan play with the people's minds. Because you get you get so twisted in that, you know what I mean? So a person, when you gonna believe correctly, he gets so twisted around and so so jacked up, he think he's on something. And then you ask, what's the delay for this? That's it. But they, but, but, but they think, I guess, every reality has its own. Subhanallah. This is ridiculous. You understand? But that, that's how Shaitan plays with the people. They, they take into intellectualism and they say, oh, you know, we, everything has to be quantitative, uh, proven quantitatively, you know, and so on and so forth. That this is what we believe in. But then they believe in stuff like this that you. It's, it, how you gonna, what's your proof for that? How can you quantify the multiverse theory? Where's your, where's your delil, tangible delil, to say that that exists? Like, come on. And that's intellectual. That's 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 a hocus-pocus, I mean, spooky belief, right? Completely wrong. Completely wrong. Just as absurd as though people were talking about that Allah came in the form of a human or a cow or a you know, thing with an elephant head or whatever. Huh? It's, it's foolish. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Allah is greater than what they attribute to Him. So the point is, is that what this this understanding they have is is incorrect. This is not this is not correct. And what is sad about it, and what is crazy, and what we have to be very um, uh, vigilant on is why I'm mentioning it is that what is that this belief in multiple timelines, then this is totally contradicting the proper belief in qadr. Huh? But these individuals, these individuals, they have presented these things in the form of comic books and I'm not going to say which character because I'm not you know, advocating or want nobody to look into that stuff right but in the form of comic books and cartoons and comic books and cartoons who is the target audience children so they're corrupting the children from when they're young from when they're young now they get old and they believe that maybe perhaps maybe there's another universe with another me running around that made different decisions almost like me but not quite subhanallah huh gotta be careful they attack the youth they attack the children from when they're young when they're young because this is the way of shaitan he'll put he'll put um he'll put a seed inside a person when they're little so that it can sprout when they get older he's patient because he know he's going to live yeah, for a long time right so he's patient he can wait he'll wait on you 30 years what's that it's nothing for him he lived for a long time he's been giving respite to the day of judgment yeah he'll die then right 
But so he know he got time. He know he got time to mess you up. You have to be careful. Look at what they present to the children. Look at what they present to the children. All this magic stuff. Disney. Disney's the worst. Every name you can't think of a Disney story except it got some kind of magic in it. Every single one. So you got little Muslim kids talking about magic wandness. Right? Poofity poof and all this nonsense. Right? Mary Poppins. SubhanAllah. Magic. Right? Snow White. Magic. In it. Sleeping Beauty. Magic in it. You can't name one. Then they got one. They say, oh, it's Muslim friendly, right? Aladdin. Magic in it. Working with the jinn. And they teaching little children this. So they grow up thinking it's okay. Not to mention Harry Potter, Hogwarts, all this type of stuff, magic. Now I'm the teacher to the little children. Those that are older, they came up with Bewitched, My Favorite Genie, Magic, Magic. These things were, present, were, were, were marketed to children to destroy them when they little. So it's a tragedy. You have Muslim children now wiggling in their nose saying that they're going to make something happen. They have yani, fake uh, 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 magic wand, uh, poof, and all this stuff. Subhanallah. But it shows you, it shows you what? That the shaitan knows they have the capacity to take this stuff in. So how can we not teach them the right aqidah? Naam. The Prophet Sallallahu when he... Uh, when he when when he taught Ibn Abbas, when he was he was riding with him, and he told him, Ya Ghulam, kalimat, kalimat. Oh young boy, I'm gonna teach you some words. Safeguard and protect what Allah's orders you to safeguard and protect and Allah will safeguard and protect you. To the end of it. In that hadith, the Prophet وسلم, he taught Ibn Abbas who was a young boy he said, Ya Ghulam, oh young boy he taught him what aspects of Qadr know that if all of the Ummah all of the nations that would have come together to benefit you, they will not be able to benefit you except by that which Allah has written, and if they came together to harm you, they will not be able to harm you except by that which Allah has written against you, or that that was written against you the pins have been lifted and the scrolls have been dried this is a young boy in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught him about Qadr. And it's another aspect of Qadr that you have to know, you have to believe. Is that what? Is that whatever is for you will never miss you. And whatever has missed you will never reach you. It's an aspect of Qadr that we have to know. Whatever is for you is for you and no one else can have it. And what is not for you is not for you and you will never get it. Right? This proper belief is important. It's important because one, we want to go to Jannah. So it's important to our hereafter. Right? Because we need you need that proper belief to go to the Jannah. But it's also important for us here in this dunya too. Because that helps you deal with the ups and downs of the dunya. Right? Because let's say for example, you wanted to get this particular job. You wanted this job, this position. But Allah did not decree that that was for you. You're able to deal with it better. Why? Because you know whatever is meant for you, you're going to get it. If it's not meant for you, you're never going to get it. 
So he deals with it. Qadrullah mashafa'an. That's what we say, right? Qadrullah mashafa'an. Aw qadrullah mashafa'an. That we say this Allah's decree, he does what he wants. Or we say Allah has decreed this, he does what he wants. Naam? That's a reinforcement of what? Of iman and qadr. Something happens, what do we say? Allah, Allah has willed such and such. This is a reinforcement of our belief in what? In qadr. So this is what the children should be saying. Qadrullah mashafa'at. Right? This is what the children should be saying. Mashallah. Not bukwiri bukwiri poof. Nonsense. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you know what I mean? Something stupid like that. <laughs> Wait. So this helps us in to deal with the ups and downs of this life and able to yani, handle when stuff does not come uh, to us. We know it wasn't written for us. Ma'am. Uh, the dua istikhara, same thing, reinforcing qadr. Naam, all these things are reinforcing the reality of what things are. So, to recap, Allah Ta'ala's knowledge, Allah Ta'ala, He knows what is, what was, what's going to be, and what will never be, and even if it was to happen, how it will be. Allah Ta'ala, He knows everything. Ahata bi kulli shay'in ilma. Allah Ta'ala, He knows everything. His knowledge encompasses everything. And He knows the numerization of everything. Naam. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar, uh, or the second level from the belief in Qadr. Naam, second pillar. What we need to have belief in Qadr is that what? Is Iman bil Kitaba. Is that we believe in that everything it was written down. In Lawh al Mahfud. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى كَتَبَ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقُ وَأَفْعَانَ الْعِبَادِ And then Allah Ta'ala, he, has, he, he, he wrote down, or Allah Ta'ala has decreed the actions of the slaves and that which will transpire yani, to the slave. All of that is, has been written down. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ ذَلِكَ فِي كِتَابِ That verily that is, is, is in a book. That which has transpired, that which has happened, it is already written in a book. وَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرٌ And that verily that is easy for Allah. That is easy for Allah. نعم. Because He knows everything. So He didn't have to wait for us to choose to know what our choice and decision was going to be. نعم. He didn't have to wait for us to say it to know what we was going to say. He had to wait for us to think it to know what we was going to think. So on and so forth. Naam. وَقَدْ جَاءَ حَدِيثٌ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ And it comes a hadith on the, on the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم where he said, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ That Allah Ta'ala, He wrote down the decree of the creation قَبْلَ أَنْ يُخْلَقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرُضَ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفِ سَنَةِ That Allah wrote down what was, يعني, the decree of the human, uh, of the creation, excuse me, of the creation, of the heavens and the earth, 50,000 years. Yani, that Allah Ta'ala, He wrote down what will transpire in the creation before the creation of the heavens and the earth, or 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth. Naam, that makes sense. So 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth, Allah Ta'ala wrote down everything that was going to transpire uh, uh, among, yani, with the creation. With the, with the creation. وفي حديث آخر قال and in another hadith 
the Prophet وسلم, he said, he says, that verily the first thing Allah created was the pen. And he said to it, write. Right, what was going to take place until the day of judgment. Now, in this hadith, Akhrajuhu Muslim, Min hadith Abdullah bin Amr. From the hadith of Abdullah bin Amr. Radiallahu ta'ala. So then the pen it wrote, based upon what Allah informed it, of what was going to take place until the day of judgment. So we have to believe that it is written. It is written. And there's plenty of hadith and adillah that point to the fact that it has been written. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashadu an la ilaha illallah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة Thirdly, from what is needed for belief in Qadr, the third pillar, is that we believe in Al-Mashiach. We believe in the will. Naam. 
وأن الأمور كلها بمشيئة الله and that verily the everything يعني, is, by the, is by the will of Allah is by the permission of Allah سبحانه وتعالى ما شاء الله كان وما لم يشاء لم يكن whatever Allah wills is whatever he does not will is not نعم uh, and I know we underlined that before but underline it again inshallah ta'ala here in this section as well it's a very important point that we know so we walk away and we remember these four points and we remember that whatever Allah whatever Allah wills is whatever he does not will is not and that we remember whatever has reached you will never miss you and whatever misses you will never reach you yani then a the person they will have yani strong foundation for the proper belief in qadr now strong foundation for the proper belief in qadr and likewise the last ayah from surah uh, uh, takwir we have to know وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا إِنْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ That has to be known as well. Naam is very important. It's very important. Right? And that's the next ayah the Shaykh brings. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا إِنْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ And that they will not will to do it. And that, and that will is referring to the will of who? And they will not will to do it, referring to the will of who? The human beings. Except that Allah has already willed it, the Lord of all that exists. Naam. And that affirms that who? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has will. Naam. Right. So we believe in the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tabarak wa ta'ala We believe in Allah ta'ala's power, his might, and his ability Naam, ash-shamila And that it, 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 it and he encompasses everything وَأَنَّهُ لَا يَكُونُ فِي مُلْكِهِ وَلَا يَكُونُ فِي مُلْكِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا مَا شَاءَهُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ وَأَرَادَ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَ كَوْنًا وَقَدْرًا Nothing happens inside Allah's creation except that He allowed for it to happen. And He willed for it to happen. To its degree and scope that Allah Ta'ala, He willed for it to, to happen. Naam, and Allah, Allahu Akbar. Naam, Tayyip. And fourthly, fourthly, from the belief in Qadr is that Al-Martaba Al-Rabi'ah Martaba Al-Khalq Al-Ijad Is that we believe that Allah Ta'ala He is the, he, the creator and the fashioner وَأَنَّ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And that Allah is the creator of everything As Allah Ta'ala He says inside His noble book وَاللَّهِ خَلَقَكُمْ وَمَا تَعْمَلُونَ That Allah created you and what you do Allah created you and what you do. Naam. And this can be found in Surah As-Safat. In his verse 96. وَقَالَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَالِ Allah خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ That Allah is the creator of everything. Allah خَالِقُ 
Kulli shayin. Allah is the creator of everything. This can be found in Surah Az-Zumar. In his verse 62. Now in verse 62. And then also a point to this, that Allah Ta'ala is the creator, the Lord of everything is that what? Allah Ta'ala, he says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Surah Al-Fatiha. Everyone know this ayah. Right? All praise and things belong to Allah, the Lord of all that exists. Because what enters into a Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah is that Allah Ta'ala huwa khaliq. That Allah Ta'ala, He is the creator. Naam, that He is the creator. فَهَذِهِ مُرَاتِبُ الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَدَرِ So this are the category, or this is the pillars in belief in Qadr. A, ilm, knowledge, al-kitaba, that everything is written down, al-mashi'ah, that Allah Ta'ala has will. Naam. وَإِجَاد. And that Allah Ta'ala, He creates everything and fashions everything. وَلَا يَكُونُ إِيمَانُ بِالْقَدَرِ إِلَّا بِالْإِيمَانِ بِهَا And that there is no belief in Qadr except that we have to believe in these aforementioned things. الإيمان بالقدر and إيمان القدر وتصديق به خيره وشره من الله تبارك وتعالى. So we believe in قدر and we affirm the fact that the good and the bad of it is from Allah تبارك وتعالى. يثمر في العبد حسن الإقبال على على الله سبحانه وتعالى. This, the fruits of this is that it brings inside of a person the beautiful turning into or turning to his Lord Azzawajal. And that he completely depends upon Allah Jalla wa'ala. He completely depends upon Allah Jalla wa'ala. So even though he may take the means, he's dependent upon Allah Jalla wa'ala. And this is from the benefits that. Yani we, we see in what the Prophet Sallallahu taught Ibn Abbas Because when you realize that if all of the nations of the earth Would have come together to benefit you They could only benefit you with that which Allah has written for you And if all of the nations came to harm you They could only harm you with that which Allah has written against you Then who you be scared of? Allah Who you have hope in? Allah Naam So you're going to constantly turn to Allah Somebody comes say I'm going to do such and such Okay only if Allah allow you So I'm not scared of you I'm scared of Allah because you can't do nothing that if that you ain't allowed to do. <laughs> you see? MashaAllah can. Whatever Allah wills is. Whatever he does not will is not. Naam. So therefore we become attached yani, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is from the beautiful fruits that the proper belief in Qadr, it, it, it will bring about inside of, 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 uh, of the slave. Naam. It bring about inside of the slave. But... Uh, and a person he'll be able to he will turn to Allah and seek refuge in Allah in the most beautiful of manners that he will seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most beautiful of manners why? because he understands his reality whatever Allah wills is whatever he does not will is not so who is he scared of? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he would seek refuge in Allah, return back to Allah, flee to Allah, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What su'al da'im what to what juhin in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bi'an yuthabbit al-abd. And that he will constantly ask Allah, constantly turn unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he fortify the slave. Wa an la yazigu qalbahu. Or 
يصلحها أو نعم لا أو وأن يصلحها نعم ولا يزيغ قلبه وأن يصلحها and that Allah not turn his heart astray but rather that he rectify it نعم وأن يعيذه and they will seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لأن أمر بيد الله سبحانه وتعالى because the affair all of it is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فله ثمار عظيمة وأثار مباركة and it is from the يعني so it has tremendous fruits and it has tremendous traces and, and good ramifications وكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم في الجنازة inside of a janaza فأخذ شيء فجعل ينكث به الأرض in the janaza the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he grabbed something and he يعني dug it in the earth he he grabbed something and he and he hit the earth with it leaving traces inside of the earth نعم or leaving traces inside of the ground فقال and he said ما منكم من أحد إلا قد كتب مقعده من النار ومقعده من الجنة. The Prophet ﷺ he said there's not a single one from amongst you except that his place in the hellfire and his place in the Jannah have been written. I want you to understand that every single one of us. Every single one of us, there's a place written for us in Jannah, and there's a place written for us in the Hellfire. Naam. So now you live your life, and your action show and your belief show which one you want, right? Qalu, they said, O Messenger of Allah. They said, Qalu, Ya Rasulullah. They said, O Messenger of Allah, Afala. They said, O Messenger of Allah, should we just rely upon our what's been written for us? And we leave alone action. So should we just rely on that and then we don't care about, we don't have to work, we just leave alone action. So I want you to understand and listen to what the Prophet said. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, work, do righteous good deeds, do righteous good deeds. This is the part I want us all to ask ourselves. This is the part I want us to ask ourselves. فَكُلٌ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ So everyone, he will find it easy for him what he's been created for, meaning what his final destination is going to be. You will find it easy for you what your final destination is going to be, what you've been created for, what's been written on. You're going to find that easy for you. Whoever is going to be from the people who's happy, then he will find it easy for them. To do the actions of the people who's happy. Ma'am, think about this now. Think about this. The righteous good deeds, easy for the one who's going to be with the people of happiness. So if you find yourself you having trouble with righteous good deeds, you know who you need to beg, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
to fortify you, to rectify your heart, to fortify you and to rectify your heart, Naam? and make it easy upon you. Because finding difficulty, finding difficulty with righteousness, this is a bad sign. This is a bad sign. وَأَمَّا مَنْ كَانَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الشَّقَاءِ And if you're going to be from the people who's miserable, meaning those people are going to be in the hellfire, فَيُيَسَّرُ لَعَمَلِ الْأَهْلِ الشَّقَاءَ Then it will be made easy for him to do the actions of the people who are going to be miserable. So if you find it easy, if you find it easy to do evil, to do sins and corruption and stuff like that, that's a bad sign. That's a very bad sign. So with that, I want everyone to contemplate and look at their own situation. And then he read Allah Ta'ala's statement. And as for the one who he gives in charity and they have fear of Allah and they believe in Al-Husna, they believe in Jannah, Surah Al-Layl, verse 5 and 6. Bithnillahi ta'ala, part of the homework for tonight, I want everyone to go back into review and go over Surah Al-Layl, read it. Read it uh, in Arabic, you understand Arabic? Alhamdulillah, khalas. If not, read the translation in whatever language, uh, easy for you to understand the translation. And think about it, and you'll see how, yani, you'll see, inshallah ta'ala. Wal-Abd, alayhi, من مقام أن يحرص على ما ينفعه من الخير الدنيا والآخرة. so the so the slave يعني he is in the most vital need to what to to work hard and to be diligent over that which will benefit him in this world and in the next. وأن يستعين بربه and that he seeks the help aid and assistance from his Lord. And that he puts his trust upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that he asks for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives him aid, gives him help, gives him success, and keeps him fortified. كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم as the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said احرص على ما ينفعك واستعين بالله need them both نعم seek diligently over that which will benefit you and seek the aid seek the aid help and assistance from Allah سبحانه وتعالى فالحاصل أن هذه الأصول العظيمة من أركان المتينة التي يقوم عليها الإيمان so thus in summary from the tremendous principles and the, the, the tremendous articles and pillars that of which the iman it is built upon then verily it is al imanu billah belief in allah wa malaika and in the angels wa kutub and in the books wa rusul and the prophets and messengers wal yawmul akhir and in the last day wal iman bil qadar khayrihi wa sharrihi and belief in qadar the good of it and the bad of it Usul yajibu ala kulli muslim. These are foundations that it is obligatory upon every single muslim. And yu'na biha inayatan azima. That, yani, muqaddama. Naam, muqaddama. Ala inayatihi bi ayy amrin akhar. Is that a believer? 
they have to put a lot of emphasis upon this, upon the Iman and the pillars of Iman, more than they put an emphasis on anything else. They have to put an emphasis upon this and have a concern for this, a concern that supersedes their concern for any other affair. And I want you to really think about this because sometimes, especially living in the West, the children, they get destroyed and the parents, they help them. The children get destroyed and the parents, they help them. Now, you have the children. Now, this is not to say to uh, 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 neglect your responsibilities and your work and your schoolwork. No, no one is saying that. No one is saying that. What I'm saying is that prioritize. If a person, if there's a child out there and they can get a good score on a trigonometry test, then there's no excuse why they shouldn't be well versed in the articles of faith. You understand? If they can come be an honor roll student in dunya, there should be no excuse for them not to be well versed and have what they need from knowledge about the articles of Iman. Because trigonometry is not going to benefit them when they when they dead in the grave. Trigonometry is not going to be benefit them on day of judgment. Nor is calculus, nam, nor is physics, nor is whatever. It's not going to benefit them. When they're dead in their grave, they're going to be asked, Marabuk, who is your Lord? Who is your Lord? They don't know about that, they're in trouble. They're going to be asked, Mennabiyuk, who is your prophet? Well, my dean, okay, what is your dean? You don't know about them? You're in trouble. Angels ain't going to come ask you, what, what you was you honorable student or not? They're not going to come ask you what was your highest degree you, that, that, that you got. They're not going to come and ask you what's the highest position that you got. They're not going to ask you all that stuff. They're going to ask you, who's your Lord? What's your religion? Who's your prophet? Now, and if you don't know about that, you're in trouble. But, but, here, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't know about that, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. Now, if you show that you have the capacity... To do to do well and to and to make it in the school and the dunya stuff, then don't tell me you can't don't tell me you can't understand this. Don't tell me you can't learn this. I don't want to hear it. You a liar. If you can learn that nonsense, you can learn this. This is benefit. Because whatever benefit, and I'm not saying it's nonsense like it's totally garbage. What I'm saying is that nonsense in the sense that it stop at your grave. Whatever benefit that's going to do for you, whatever benefit calculus and physics, whatever it's going to do for you, is going to stop at your grave. You learn about medicine, the body, that stuff is good. But you know what it's going to stop at? Your grave when you're dead. That's it. But the ilm you have about your Lord, the ilm you have about your deen, the ilm you have about your, your Prophet, وسلم, that goes with you beyond death. Right? It goes with you beyond death. So now, which one do you think is, is, is more wise for you to invest your time in? Right? Now I want you to think about how much time you put into passing that test. Okay? How much time you put into learning... The, the meaning of the Quran. How many times do you put into learning the meaning of the Sunnah? How many times? How much time do you put into learning about your aqidah? How many college students pour all nighters, all nighters, lot of coffee, Red Bull, all night studying for what? Dunya stuff, American history one, whatever. You know what I'm saying? All nighters. You ever pull the all nighter learning about your religion, studying your religion? I'm just saying something to think about. If you do it for that, how you ain't going to do it for this? So, what I'm saying is that, nah, the kids, they destroy themselves, and the parents, you know, we help. Because we, cause we put up, we put so much pressure upon them, you better get that degree, you better get that good grade, and all that type of stuff, but then we don't put no pressure on them to learn about their religion. Shame on us. Well, and...
yashtahida fatafaqqah fiha and that we have to work hard and be and strive yani yashtahid yeah we put forth ijtihad we put forth very hard work strenuous work to understand it properly was ziyadat al-ilm fiha barusukh and that we strive to increase our knowledge in it and to fortify our knowledge as relates to it min khilal al-mutali'at al-adillah wal kalam ahli al-ilm min ahli al-sunnah fi bayaniha wa tawdihiha and that we look at the books and the writings of the of the people of knowledge and 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 the proofs and the evidences and the the speech of the people of knowledge of ahlu sunnah min ahli sunnah from the people of the sunnah the salafi naam not no bid'i shaykh not no sufi shaykh not no tablighi shaykh not no yani whatever mubtadi bid'i shaykh no from ahlu sunnah shaykh sunni salafi naam where they explain them and they make them clear and then uh, the Shaykh moves on to the next chapter. Uh, but inshallah ta'ala, we're going to stop at this point as it's already a little longer than the average class. But we wanted to finish that chapter. Bithnillahi ta'ala. Fa naktafi bihad al-qadr. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa jazakumallahu khayra.